the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. I'm Dave Hawkins, and this is The Antidote. There's no time for much chit-chat tonight because The Antidote had a big talk about a great full-length with one of my favorite artists, Shane Oshner of Everything in Slow Motion. The album is titled Influence, and you just heard the opening song from this just-released album. 
Before we get into the new music, as usual, I want to start with the past. Let's get into the band's history with Shane. It's an honor to have Shane Oshner of Everything in Slow Motion back for a talk on The Antidote. Shane, it's great to have you here. It's good to be back many years later. I can't believe how long it's been since we last had a talk. It was 2013 when we got together to chat about the Phoenix album. So I guess we are overdue for this talk. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I just remember sitting in my apartment in the closet because we were just in like a little apartment in North Dakota. And the only place that I could put like a somewhat of like a little music room or something was in this giant walk-in closet. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I had the computer in there and that's where I last talked to you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But now we have a chance to bring everything up to date. I've got to tell you, I've labeled myself as the biggest fan of everything in slow motion. Really? Maybe that's because I've been following your music since you were involved with hands. But when hands dissolved, it opened the door for you to reinvent yourself as everything in slow motion. Were you happy about making a change? Yeah, definitely. It's fun. Like It's been a cool experience. I had a blast doing hands for sure because it was kind of like a cool outlet to just explore and create music with you know, some of my very best friends and we got to make the most of it and go travel and, you know, kind of do the thing, which was awesome. And then, um, we kind of closed the door on that. I think at the right time before, you know, we, we were too bitter about being on the road and (laughs) we definitely were burnt out and I think just ready to be home and do other things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, from there, it was just like, okay, I, I have to keep doing music. I have to keep doing something. Um, and that's where everything in slow motion started. And uh, it's been a really cool journey because I've gotten to do a lot on my own, which has been fun, just kind of being in my own head. But then I've gotten to rope, you know, a lot of the same friends into it and still, you know, play some shows here and there, whatever. So, yeah, it's been good. But the extensive touring days, they're gone. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I think <laughs> at this point, it's just touring seems to be gone anyways. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Good point. I'm kind of curious to see like how it all plays out and the idea of just jumping in a van and uh, going out and traveling and playing venues, you know, for whatever, a hundred bucks a night is definitely not on the table anymore. But you never know. Crazy opportunities present themselves sometimes, and I'm always ready for that. So I'll never say never. Something about everything in slow motion is that you'll see the band picture of the four of you. But in reality, isn't everything in slow motion simply yourself? Started that way. At the time, at the very beginning, I didn't like the idea of um, it being cast as like a solo project because uh, I knew that we would want to play live and the idea of just like seeing like uh, here, here's a new band. It's called Everything in Slow Motion and the picture is just one guy, but it's like a full blown rock band. Like it didn't seem cool to me. Um, and so it's always been like, you know, we need we need people to be a part of this to whatever extent and you know and as of recently it's been a little bit more consistent and stable like there's there's a group of guys that i've been playing with for the last few years you know the roles are not typical for well i don't know bands are weird these days there's every band functions different so i shouldn't even say that but um yeah it's, it's no longer a solo project so you know it started that way but it's not that anymore. And Aaron Crawford, my drummer um, and good friend, he uh, was heavily, heavily involved. Like him and I are the ones that kind of took charge on this newest record. And then our friend Nate Washburn, who's a producer. And then the other two guys that are in the band, uh, Michael and my friend Aaron Bickle, they didn't really have much to do with the album, but they were there for the shows and obviously providing wonderful emotional support to get through it. (laughs) We're a band. 
Well, I want to head back to the debut album, Phoenix, from Everything in Slow Motion. One of the album's songs was Most Days. Now, I included that track on the Antidote's list of perfect songs. Now, I'm just a listener. You're the song creator. So I need to hear from you. What does it take to make a perfect song? I wouldn't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't know. Um, you know, I don't think it exists. I mean, I think it's entirely, entirely up to the listener. You know, kind of what they classify as the perfect song for them or the right song at the right time you know I'm, I'm not really sure so i don't know how to answer that dave <laughs> <laughs> thank you i appreciate it I, I i'm glad you dig the song it's a it's a cool song for sure so i, I enjoy it ago, I remember reading a review about your 2016 EP, Laid Low. The reviewer complained that the release didn't have a standout single. I didn't agree, but are singles important? Sure. Honestly, I think that that EP holds everything in slow motion's best single that we've ever put out, and that's the song Bad Season. I, I think that that song is a really great single. Um, you know, I, I do think it's probably important to kind of choose a handful of songs that you want to lead with, 
you know i think if you're going to introduce people to new music one of the fun parts is kind of figuring out how you're going to roll it out to people you know not everyone does that it, it seems more common these days to just kind of drop an album out of nowhere uh and just go for it because now it's it's an issue of just keeping people's two seconds of attention you know like putting out the first single might not mean anymore that they're actually going to listen to the album or even care about it by the time it comes out you know i have no idea like i don't know how it works anymore and i don't think a lot of people do <laughs> everyone's kind of trying to figure out how do you release music right now what's the right way to do it as far as singles go i mean i still think it's cool to have a handful of songs that you're going to lead with and lay out for people to say like okay here's here's what we're doing here's kind of your intro into this whole thing
from Everything in Slow Motion's Laid Low EP was Bad Season, Shane's pick for the band's best single. Maybe so, but you need to hear what's found on the new Influence release. Let's get into the album with Shane. Shane, I need you to tell us when you began working on your new Influence album. Because you and I had spoken at Audio Feed Festival in 2019, You'd made it sound as if it was on the verge of being released, but what's up with that? Does quality take time? Yeah, it takes time. And I think just being in the right headspace, like to to do it, is is important too. And I mean, I, I guess we started really recording this thing in December 2018 is when we actually began tracking. Uh and the plan was to have it out, you know, within four or five months. And obviously that didn't happen. You know, for this particular record, it's hard to even narrow it down to just one thing causing a delay. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, personal things that I was trying to get through and figure out. And music just kind of took a back seat to that. Um, and then anytime, I, you know, I'd try and come back to music, it just didn't quite feel right. It didn't feel like whatever I was writing was something that I was um, proud of or in love with, you know, and then you you match that up with the labor of this record, you know. In in my past studio experiences, most of the time it's been, we come into a studio, we've got maybe two weeks, you know, to get everything done and tracked and wrapped up, and everything is just kind of go, 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 go. And with this record... I mean, you, you, we just couldn't have done it. So we, we tracked drums in, you know, three different locations and three different states. And we, you know, we were all over the place. Um, a, a lot of attention to detail, you know, on this one and, and making sure that everything is the way we wanted it. And there was a lot that kind of went down with this record that made it feel like it was actually never going to happen. So the fact that it is coming out, even still to me is pretty mind blowing. So yeah, it's, it was a beast. (laughs) Isn't that unfortunate here? You've made it sound as if it was more like a chore than being enjoyable to record the new album. Mm, Yeah, it felt like it for sure. I mean, it really felt like uh, a massive burden. And like I said, I I think there were many times I I thought it wasn't going to get done and we would keep pushing back, you know, the date and say like, okay, we're going to have it done by this date. We're going to have it done by this date. Um, you know, let's try and schedule a release for this date because for sure we're going to have it turned in by, you know, whatever, insert date. And it's like, I think we blew like seven or eight deadlines um, oh. total, which is nuts. But we just kept thinking like, we can do this. We can get this done. And it was just so frustrating to constantly miss those deadlines and constantly feel like you're never going to get out of this hole you know and the record's already paid for everything is lined up to where like you have to deliver something you know i don't know there's just an immense amount of of pressure and it did feel like a chore (laughs) but uh (laughs) but again it's kind of like it was all worth it that's the fun part is i'm i'm glad it didn't come easy we walked through a lot of fire i think to to come out on the other side with this one. And we're super, super proud of it. It's, it's freaking awesome. You and I have been speaking about singles. Well, the lead single from Influence is the title track. You brought in Aaron Stone of My Epic for guest vocals. Was he returning the favor? Weren't you featured on a My Epic song? Yeah, I did a song with them um, called Ghost Story a few years back. And uh, at the time, I think I just told him, well, you're going to sing on one of my records sometime soon. And and I'm sure even back then I was already thinking like, cool, well, we'll have a full length out in six months, you know, and insert, you know, whatever, three, four years later, here we are. But, uh, well, probably longer than that. What was that? That was maybe like 2015, I think. I can't remember. Either way, uh, yeah, it, it was one of those things where I just thought it would be fun to tag him in and have him do something on one of my records. And we've been friends for such a long time. And it's like, 
I just thought it would be cool to collaborate. And that particular song is kind of an unusual environment for Aaron Stone. Like, I mean, it was an unusual environment for me as well, vocally, like trying to tackle that song and figure out like, how am I going to do this? This is a cool song and the riff is cool and whatever, but this is new territory for me. Like it felt like this is going to be a huge challenge. And uh, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to go through this alone. I'm going to bring Aaron in with me. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a blast. It's like, it it turned out super cool. And I really love, you know, I've said it before, I guess, where like there are so many other moments on this album that you could have just put Aaron in and and it would have made so much sense. Like there's a lot of really cool, like beautiful melodic parts that his voice would have just been perfect for. Um, but it's also just kind of like we've heard that from Aaron for years. Like that's that's what he does. And so let's rip him out of his element and throw him into, you know, rock and roll world and see what happens. And uh, it was cool. I, I feel like fans of my epic and fans of this band kind of got like a really unexpected sound or unexpected uh, collaboration. I'm Shane Oshner of Everything in Slow Motion, and you are tuned in to The Antidote. each release from everything in slow motion it almost comes with a surprise it's never the same as the last 
like the influence release. There's less of the hard vocals, and musically, it seems to be more focused on smooth melodies. Do you intentionally set out to make a change, like a major change, on each release? I think the surprise on this album is that we weren't lying about it and that it really was going to come out eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, there actually is a new album. Um, Anyways, now, uh, I don't plan for that stuff. It just sort of naturally happens. When I think about the rest of the catalog, it's like, this has certainly been the um, longest periods of time between releases for me ever. Phoenix obviously being seven years ago and then laid low. There's four years, I think, from now to that release. And so there's very large gaps. And for me, that's a lot of time, a lot of music consumed, a lot of uh, a lot of life happening. So it's just kind of a natural progression. I've been writing music every day recently. Now I take an hour a day and I try and write something as just a writing exercise. And the stuff that comes out is all over the place. Um, and I think if I tried to write an album just like Influence, I don't think I could do it. We're already in just a totally different realm. To me, that's just what keeps it really exciting. If people are still listening and, and willing to support the band and 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 make it to where we can actually continue to put out records, it's like, that's awesome. And for me, it's just kind of another opportunity to, you know, do something exciting, do something cool that we're excited about. And I just don't want to ever put out a dud. I don't want to do something for the sake of trying to replicate something that's already been. And I think that's always been kind of one of my biggest worries in writing music. I don't want it to sound the same. Like you kind of have the things that make you, you, Mm -hmm. and you can't really take those things away. And so for me, that's kind of the safety net. I feel like it's always going to sound like me. If you're a fan of everything in slow motion and you've listened to the whole catalog, one, it shouldn't come as a surprise that trajectory of everything, you know, it's, it's just kind of been going this way the whole time. But there's always going to be that element of whatever it is that I do. It's just, we're still exploring, you know, we're still trying to push the envelope a little bit. Basically, I think if you're one of those people that's out there right now and you're listening to the new everything in slow motion music and, and you're, you're the guy or gal that's out there just being like, man, I really hope that this next song has got the guttural vocals. You're not even paying attention. There's one constant with everything in slow motion. The songs speak about using real emotions to deal with life. Like on Taking Turns, the song has this weird dichotomy of having mild vocals and music, but it says, I never saw this coming from you. Congratulations. You kept on swinging when I was down. You got what you wanted. Now just leave me alone. How do songs like that begin? Mm, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone actually repeat a lyric back to me, like, especially on this new record. So it was a very weird experience. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, dang, I said that, huh? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Lyrically, yes, I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve and just kind of say exactly what I'm feeling. Um, I mean, music has been an emotional outlet for me. I can't think of a song that I've written out of purely just like, you know, well, I don't know, I'm just going to come up with some crazy story and try and, you know, find a bunch of words that sound really cool and catchy and put them all together and make this killer song. I've never, ever approached it that way. It's usually sitting in deep thought in my own head, combing over my experiences and the things I'm thinking and trying to, you know, somehow translate that. But I also don't want to be too personal with everything. I don't want to say that, like, all the music is just like an autobiography. Mm-hmm. I think in the earlier days, it was probably more like that. Like, I think Give Me a Rest is definitely like a 
autobiography. That's just like, all right, I'm fresh off the road and I'm upset at everything. And I definitely have 10 songs worth of lyrics that I need to get out, you know? Mm -hmm. But then going into Phoenix, I I feel like I had gotten all of that out, you know? (laughs) Like, it was interesting, like, I guess trying to find new ways to write and new ways to think about things and, and drawing inspiration from other places. And so with this album, it was taking walks every day um, and just journaling. And it, you know, that could be a, a combination of life experiences for me. That could be a combination of, you know, maybe movies or songs that capture specific emotions that really move me and trying to figure out what it is about those things that I love and, somehow put that into one of these songs you know so so i don't know this i mean that song in particular taking turns is probably the most like blunt song on the record as far as just like saying it like there's really no like sugar coating in that (laughs) um but yeah i mean obviously that song is rooted in you know some sort of uh betrayal that's obvious you know i think everyone would kind of gather that it's just a, a adult experiences, you know. <laughs> it's just life, so I, I can't speak about any particular experience. But if if you're in that moment and, and you're feeling that, that song will probably feel relatable. I've seen better days than this. I'm tired of saying no.
You're breaking the trend with influence. You're not doing an EP. You're not really doing a run of singles. This is a full length. Do longer releases tell a different story? Uh, I think so. I personally didn't like putting out an EP. I think that that was okay at the beginning of the band, like when we did the the two songs with Red and Exosphere because it felt like we're introducing something new and this is kind of the gateway to what's to come. But like releasing like the laid low EP for me, like I like the songs, but I didn't like the experience. I didn't give myself the opportunity to really spend time with developing that EP. It felt like an experiment to me. You know, I feel like all five songs are kind of on different wavelengths from each other. Um, I didn't feel satisfied at the end in the sense of like, man, this feels like a cohesive project. It just felt like, here's five songs, and they're all cool songs. I love them. I think they're awesome. But it just didn't feel complete to me, I guess. I can't pinpoint all the reasons why. But Mm -hmm. I felt like doing a full length is the way to go. Like for me, I, I just think that that's what satisfies me as an artist. I, I don't necessarily know that that's the way to do it to try and whatever be successful in music or in the music industry or get people's attention. I, I don't know if music consumers prefer things that way. I, I certainly don't. Um, I still enjoy full length records. So for me, you know, this has to be a full length. And with influence, like I said, kind of given the nature of the album and the struggle of the album. It's like this had to be a full length. There's no way this could have been anything else. I made you uncomfortable earlier reading you some of your own song lyrics. (laughs) Yeah. I want to do it again. Hit me. The song choke a stranger. Your sympathy is nothing free. You're just so cold. You'd rather watch me choke. Those are hard words. Um, Yeah, it was kind of strange, like, reading the lyrics back for the first time. I think you get so invested in the project and just kind of like the hurricane of everything happening. Like, you don't really get a full picture of what you've created until it's over. I mean, that's how I feel anyways. Um, And so when we were gathering up the layout for the album... I had to proofread the lyrics to make sure that there was no spelling errors or any weird gaps in things, you know? Um, and so I'm, I'm proofreading the lyrics from front to back. With no music, I'm just reading everything. And it was strange because it was the very first time that I had actually like gotten this full picture of just like, oh, wow, this is a dark record. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I knew that it was a total like, rainy day record but i just i don't know i didn't realize the magnitude of everything until i read everything through it's weird man like i said and even having you read it like that it's just like oh yeah i said that i'm so distracted by the music i'm a lyric guy to a certain extent when i listen to music i'm just like i'm listening to like everything else like if i listen to a song the first time i'm never listening to the lyrics first ever i'm listening to the music i'm listening to the drums and the guitars and what's happening here and the dynamics of everything you know what i mean yeah i get that so anyways um to get back to your question since i I veered off for about five minutes there um the song i like to leave things to interpretation i I think it's i think the album's much better that way and I, i feel like i'm taking something away from it every time i share something about it or give any insight into the lyrics but I think that that song is just about, for me, that, you know, there's some people that want to watch you fail. And that's a really interesting thing. I don't know. I guess that's just how it ended up coming out of me, is this idea of uh, of choking. <laughs> and, and, you know, it is people, um, I think, wanting to see you fail. So that that's at least uh, where it started for me. It's too late for you falling asleep 
It's too late to live in a dream Chasing all the time I've wasted Nothing left to hold I'll keep on digging this hole A mouthful of dirt and stone Choke from the Everything in Slow Motion album Influence. You already heard from Shane about how the band's sound continues to change. It's really interesting to go back to their previous releases to hear the difference. The progression is really amazing. Next week, The Antidote meets with Fireflight for a talk about their upcoming album, Who We Are. (laughs) Maybe we should have them explain about who they are. Tune in the antidote, it's going to be great. Let's have Shane back to explain about End of My Rope, the closing song from Influence. See you next time. Got a question for you. Taking Turns was originally titled The Green Mile. Oh yeah, how'd you know that? Because when I got the lyric sheets, it said The Green Mile. 
And I'm like, oh yeah, sure, I've seen that movie. But then I'm thinking, hang on, that doesn't match up with the song title on the recording. So I was thinking that there could be a movie influence. It's weird that that was on the lyric sheet. That's a mistake. To explain that, uh, it actually didn't weigh in on the song at all. It Um, didn't seem to when I read through the lyrics. No, so basically all of the working titles for this entire record were Tom Hanks movies. (laughs) Like the song Influence... Like, the working title was Turner and Hooch for, like, two and a half years. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all Tom Hanks movies. Uh, Choke was Forrest Gump. Um, Yeah, it's pretty funny. So, but yeah, Taking Turns was the Green Mile. I get it. I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. Oh, man, me too. You made an interesting pick for the final song on Influence. End of My Rope speaks about final days and laying your burden down. So, (laughs) what is this? Are you feeling old? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm definitely feeling old, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But, no. End of My Rope was written by my friend Rick Todd. He's one of my best friends and maybe the most gifted musician I know and songwriters. And uh, he put this song out on his EP uh, like five years ago. And it's actually an EP that I played drums on and him and I kind of worked together a little bit on it. And I always told him that I was going to re-record this song as an everything in slow motion song and just make it like really atmospheric and heavy. And because the original song is kind of uh, like a real kind of bluesy R&B kind of sound. So I definitely recommend going and, and looking up rick todd and searching end of my rope because that whole ep is awesome anyways the song is just rad though and lyrically i think it's really beautiful and really relates to the rest of this record you know it just kind of speaks to this thing of like i've got no answers at the end of my rope i don't know what else to do and uh i think just that feeling of living in a moment being so confused uh, on on where to go next and what to do um, is an interesting moment, and it seems fitting to end a rather dark record with this song, <laughs> where I think the last lines of the the lyrics are "Life is short, the world is dark," you know, and it's true. It's not what everyone wants to hear, and I'm not saying that you know everyone should listen to this song every day to get themselves pumped up or this record rather, but. You know, again, it, it speaks to these very real moments. It's a killer song, and Rick Rick is on it and shreds this super cool bluesy guitar solo in the middle of it, and we're just stoked that he allowed us to record it. You've just said that the album is dark, and of course you've entitled it Influence. How about telling us what kind of an effect it will have on listeners? I don't know. It's out of my control, you know? Um, You've done your four years of hard labor, and that's it. Yeah, I've done my part, I guess. I've been honest, and the record is a result of that. And from this point on, I, I don't control any of it. So, I mean, you always hope that, you know, people can find something that kind of meets them. I always hope that for the songs that... I've put out and, um, you know, what else can you do? We're super proud of the record. We're super proud how it came out. And uh, anything beyond that is out of our control. Shane of Everything in Slow Motion has been here on The Antidote. Man, thanks for coming. I really appreciate this talk. You're welcome. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate that. Hopefully it's not another seven years before a record comes out. <laughs> but maybe maybe it will be. Who knows? <laughs> I hope not. Life is short. The world is dark. It's tearing out the wings of Done.
Let me lay my burden down at the end of my road.